It's Monday, the 17th of May, 2021. Welcome to your Mentored Briefing, the business headlines you need to know, delivered to you in five minutes. I'm Sean Aylmer. In today's headlines, the federal government comes under pressure to open up international borders from across the economy, but the Prime Minister remains steadfast. Plus, further signs of cooling in the housing market, Australia's two remaining oil refineries set to get a multi-billion dollar support package, and Commonwealth Bank's share price hits a record high. Our lead story today, Prime Minister Scott Morrison is fighting pressure to open up Australia's borders from health, business and economic leaders, as well as government backbenchers, and yesterday refused to speculate when overseas travel would be allowed again. It came as the latest news poll showed that 73% of voters supported the approach and believed borders should remain closed until the middle of next year. Mr Morrison said Australians who were vaccinated would be allowed to travel first, initially domestically and eventually overseas. In his words, that was many months away. The Prime Minister has repeatedly said his decision was about keeping Australians safe. But Australian Industry Group Chief Executive Innes Willocks late last week said Australia risked losing the economic war if it didn't reopen soon. Qantas boss Alan Joyce warned of Australia becoming a hermit state if it stayed closed for too long. The Financial Review reported today that the government adviser on vaccines and hotel quarantine, Jane Halton, said scenario planning for reopening should be happening now, while epidemiology experts have said travel to low virus jurisdictions, such as Taiwan and China, could safely begin later this year. But the government is remaining steadfast, although yesterday the Treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, said Canberra would look favourably on New South Wales and South Australian plans to bring in more foreign university students. We're going to hear plenty about reopening borders as vaccines are rolled out. Let's hope the planning for that is better than the vaccination planning. In overseas news, Israeli airstrikes in Gaza City yesterday killed at least 26 people and wounded 50 in the worst day of violence in the region for many years. Over the weekend, rockets also destroyed the building that housed media groups, the Associated Press and Al Jazeera, as well as a home of the Hamas leader. Around 190 people in the Gaza have been killed over the past week, and Israel has reported 10 dead from Hamas attacks. United Nations efforts to stop the violence have so far come to naught. In November, Glasgow will host the COP26 Climate Conference, easily the most significant environmental gathering of all the major economies in recent years. The host has much say in the agenda, and Britain's climate envoy, Alex Sharma, over the weekend said abandoning coal was his personal priority, and the Glasgow COP should consign coal to history. Mr Sharma spoke to Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison on Friday and urged him to set a target of cutting net carbon emissions to zero by 2050. Ireland's healthcare system has been hijacked by cyber hackers, but the government said it refuses to pay a ransom. Doctors in Ireland are unable to access patient records and patients are unsure whether they should show up for appointments. And US telco and media giant AT&T is close to doing a deal with Discovery to merge its assets into a streaming business that includes CNN, HBO and Warner Brothers, according to the Financial Times. It would become a serious rival to global leader Netflix. That's the news from around the globe, and this is your Mentored Briefing. Let's go to local stories now. There are signs of the local housing market cooling just a touch, with a report from online property group REA saying big home price increases, fewer buyers, and the cessation of government purchase incentives were all dampening demand. 
However, the number of active investors has risen after being a weak spot earlier in the year. Over the weekend, the auction clearance rate was 79%, in line with the week earlier, but below the level of a month ago. Prime Minister Scott Morrison is set to announce today that the taxpayers will hand $2.3 billion to the country's two remaining oil refineries to stop them closing down. Mr Morrison will say it's a matter of economic and national security, according to the Financial Review. Saving the plants, the Empole facility in Brisbane and Viva Energy's Geelong plant will keep 1,250 jobs and ensure Australia isn't reliant on imported refined fuels, such as petrol for cars. Iron ore prices fell sharply over the weekend after Chinese authorities warned local steel companies against price gouging, collusion and spreading false market information. The spot price is now US$210 a tonne, still elevated but lower than the US$237 a tonne recorded in the middle of last week. The fall impacts the big miners and on Friday Fortescue Metals finished down 2.8%, Rio Tinto was off 2% and BHP was 1.6% lower. And Commonwealth Bank's share price hit a record on Friday of $97.38. It followed its third quarter trading update last week when it announced a $2.4 billion profit and came as all the banks rebounded. CBA is the country's largest company with a market capitalisation of around $172 billion. To get a feel for that, CSL, which was the largest company on the bourse late last year, is now 35% smaller than Commonwealth Bank. National Australia Bank, which is now the fifth largest company, is about half the size of CBA. That's your Mentored Briefing for today. Don't miss out on any updates from us here at Mentored by subscribing to our newsletter. Visit mentored.com.au to stay up to date on all the latest. I'm Sean Aylmer. Have a great day.